0: Ladies and gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the epic Roster Watch podcast brought to you by RosterWatch.com. My name is Alex Dunlap here with Byron Lambert on this late week edition of the podcast. We'll have one today. We'll have one for you heading into the weekend with the Trash Man. And just another quick reminder that if you're enjoying the frequency of these podcasts and you'd like to support us and help us out, we would really appreciate you going into the. Not, I keep wanting to say iTunes, but now it's Apple podcasts. If you, if you listen to this in Apple podcasts, if you, if you could go in there and give us a five star rating and a review. And what we're doing is once we get to 400 of these, and that was our goal, we've gotten to about halfway to our goal. Thanks to all you guys rating and reviewing these. If we get to 400, whereas we're like 350 right now, we're going to give away free roster watch pro memberships for a whole entire year, which is a, basically a $40 value. It could possibly be, I'm no pricing King, but that price could end up, could end up going up at some point. So um, definitely a good, a good value that you can get for free. All you do is leave the review and in the review, leave your Twitter handle or your Instagram handle. So we know how to get back to you in case we pick yours as the winner. So please rate, review the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, wherever it is that you listen. And if you want access to all the tools that we're talking about, go to rosterwatch.com, get a pro membership. Now is the time to, to do it byron what the hell's going on brother
1: oh man just getting ready for this cockamamie trip to new york for the fsga
0: what what are you doing to get ready
1: for it i mean really <laughs> a lot of mental preparation a lot of mental preparation well, for- and there's obviously there's a you know that's a place where there's a lot of potential uh you know, potential people that you can work with within the industry and in ancillary parts of the industry. So always good to take your time going over the attendee list and, uh, you know, getting prepared for any, you know, any late night business talks that might occur at, the, <laughs> at just, the after parties around there.
0: People can just see what different roles in the company that like you have compared to me, compared to trash, man. There's nothing I'm doing to get ready for this goddamn thing except to make sure that the cheat sheet is on point and and absolutely humming so whenever we are commentating for the FSGA experts draft I can know best available player I can I can deride these uh, these fools for not making the correct picks live on Sirius XM fantasy i don't I don't give a damn about any of these any of these attendees
1: you know I don't give a shit <laughs> what you just said you've been looking through there memorizing who the attendees are no i am mean in terms of the, the i was thinking of the draft that we're going to be broadcasting and covering <laughs> you don't i'm always about interested that. i'm always interested in the potential business targets
0: yeah in, in, in trash man as we talk about it we uh you know trash man's role in the company you guys probably will see it pretty soon on YouTube, but he's going to be starting a, like a YouTube video series. So keep your eyes out for that. We'll probably take the audio from those and the keep stuff your we'll eyes out,
1: but hold your nose. Yeah,
0: hopefully you can't smell him through there. People so, always wonder what does the trash can look like. What's up with this guy? He's a, he's been a man of mystery. Well, you're about to find out. And he, and he might just be more than you could fucking handle. So keep an eye on the roster, watch YouTube, keep an eye on Twitter there. And like I said, you know, if, if the content's not horrible, we'll probably pull the audio off of that and put it here on the podcast feed. So a lot of cool stuff coming up with that and expanded coverage of the training camp tour, et cetera, et cetera, with video content that we are very excited about. So make sure and keep up with us there on all those platforms, Twitter, Instagram, I guess Facebook, but I can't really ask you to get on Facebook if I don't even have a fucking Facebook, can I? Byron, ne- neither of us have Facebook accounts. How can we really get on here and shill the Roster Watch Facebook whenever we know
1: how bad that platform is? Because we have no shame.
0: <laughs> That's all right. Very true. So go to, go to uh, uh, Facebook.com backslash Roster Watch and give us a like. Over there as, as well We think you guys will like The increasing content We have coming
1: And because our, we're on A fucking mission man And we're hard to shake We're dogs right yeah, So we're, we're, on a we're dude, We have no the, shame In the game and, we, and
0: and like you said I love to hear it We're hard to shake We're fucking dogs A new
1: screen door But the screen's broke So you can come in Through the screen But you can't get back out of it. I turn and look There's a little kitty cat in our, in our kitchen So I said What are you doing in here Little kitty cat By that time The cat turns, tries to get back out. That screen won't go that way. Cat starts going, all crazy. And I told our players, we need more dogs. Bo's barking in the back. I have to go shut Bo up. Mel's like, what's going on? I said, is the cat in the house? Cat in the house? I said, yeah, there's a cat in the house. So I told our players, I tried to let it out the front door. The cat's still going crazy in there. And I told our players, you need to be more like a dog. We don't need a bunch of cats in here looking in the mirror. But I
0: look good. I got my extra bands on. I got my other shoes. I'll be a dog. <laughs> ooh, we're, ooh, we're, ooh, we're a ooh, bunch ooh, of fucking dogs. Ooh, <laughs> ooh. <laughs> All right, oh, man. So <laughs> I just couldn't get started with the, that dog talk without hearing the uh, the Coach Coach Bennett from Coastal Carolina's speech.
1: All right, so I've kind of kept these notes and talking points from – my simulations using version 1.6 and the recently updated version 1.7 of the ultimate draft cheat sheet, the PPR version over at rosterwatch.com. Alex, let me ask you, as I've kind of observed, is there a, a bit of a propensity or a tendency and I would assume likely by design if so to pillage and plunder for elite running back talent and value early in drafts right now?
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, I think, only there, I did one on the last I did the solo podcast on Monday or Tuesday here on the feed. You can listen back to was a, for talked a lot about wide receiver strength to schedule, but did a couple of those. And we had one where we picked at the 12 hole. And I mean, there are times whenever I believe the first two picks in that one was Devonte Adams and Odell Beckham. And the way that one turned out was very, very good because if, if that if that does happen almost all the time it's gonna push you to getting uh at the It usually won't happen that you go wide receiver, wide receiver, unless the draft falls just that way. And basically, you're only if you're picking at the turn. But if it does fall that way, generally, what's going to happen in almost every case, based on the fact that you've taken wide receiver, wide receiver at the turn, it means that there was a larger than average run at the running back position to start. Meaning people are going to pivot to wide receiver and the three big tight ends through the um, through their second, third, and early you know, well, their second and third round picks. That means that at the 3-4 turn, it's an almost 100 percenter that you're going to be able to get two between, you know, Leonard Fournette, Devontae Freeman, Marlon Mack, Derrick Henry. It's, a, it's a nearly a 100 percenter that you're going to get two out of those four if you have to go two wide receivers early. But yeah, I mean, the sheet, the, the sheet is as it is, and it does push, you know, elite running backs early because there's just so much – there's so much value to be had right now with the wide receiver position through the you know mid and later rounds. And I, I, I don't anticipate it's going to necessarily stay that way. The structure of the sheet always has to change because we dodge and we weave and we have to make sure that we are manipulating these ADPs in the correct way through the course of the summer. But, I mean, yeah, as it's like – I mean, you can get – I I I love guys right now like the – like the Tyler Locketts of the world, the DJ Moores of the world, that you know, Allen Robinson, um, Robbie Anderson, guys like Marvin Jones, Christian Kirk. Um, Anthony Miller, you know, as you go farther and farther down, Devin Funchess, Martez Valdez-Scantling, Dante Moncrief is a guy that I'm warming way, way, way more up to uh, recently. And, you know, the, the list goes, Curtis Samuel, Deshaun Hamilton, the list goes on and on with these guys that are intriguing that you can get, you know, now I'm talking about guys you can get in the 13th and 14th round. So, you know, I started out that list talking about guys you can get in round five and, you know, I talked about guys you can get interspersed through you know rounds five through fourteen. There's just not that many running backs interspersed through that area that I'm that I'm as interested in, or that you can get at value. People are taking running back earlier these days, even in PPR leagues. So yeah, I mean, the design of the sheet shows that optimally you'll get a couple of running backs out of your first. I mean, you're you're going to get at least two running backs minimum out of your first four picks using the sheet. I've, I haven't seen any way that that's possible unless for some reason. It's insane value falls with like a Travis Kelsey, which uh, I haven't seen done in all the hundreds of simulations that I've done so far with uh, putting the skeleton together.
1: Well, that dovetails right into a few questions I have right there at the top of the sheet as well as one of the very specific running back groups that you just outlined there. Let me ask you, Alex, did I imagine this or was there a change from 1.6 to 1.7 where Melvin Gordon just moved over David Johnson? or no, have really- you-
0: those guys have always been like that, and I mean, we've had the discussion a million times about whether, or I don't know if we've had the disc. I've had the internal discussion a million like that's as you look down the sheet. That's the besides the Ezekiel Elliott stuff, and as you can see on one point seven, I moved him back to where I feel like he really should be um, because I'm becoming less and less worried about the idea of a suspension. It just it it seems like any talk of that has died off since the EDM dance festival but um the 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 next big question and the one that I've always had is between Melvin Gordon and David Johnson when you get to 1.05 and I think you know Trash Man is on team David Johnson there uh, I couldn't fault anybody for being on team David Johnson I just feel like with David Johnson and with the new Cliff Kingsbury offense in Arizona we're betting a little bit on the come and we're feeling really really strongly about it but the fact that we're we feel so strongly about it has been leading us to get kyler murray at what i see is just insanely good value in like the 13th round of basically every one of these early simulations and we're not that's not going to continue but we're gonna have to start reaching a little bit higher for him maybe in the 12th or the 11th and if it gets much higher than that we'll just quit taking him and we'll pivot to jerry goff or one of these other great quarterbacks who's falling but i just i didn't feel like the the portfolio of teams that we're going to have with, with our members at Roster Watch just to be all in on Cliff Kingsbury's air raid offense in, in, in Arizona, just in case things go, do go south. You know, I, I, think, I think that uh, David Johnson's slotting on this sheet is commiserate with where his ADP is, and I just feel like we'd be getting a little bit too out over our skis if we're you know getting David Johnson above Melvin Gordon, and we're also getting so much Kyler Murray.
1: Well, look, all my simulations, all my mocks have been coming out absolutely beastly and, 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 and we, awesome. And, and, and I, a ton of Christian Kirk, too. Yeah, and I, I tend to agree with how you have it here. So I, I, I think you've got that right. And to your point, I think that's a very one of the very natural breaking points in the first round, decision points right there. Well, while we're right there at the top of the sheet, then let me ask you is there any consideration for the top two, three wide receivers going any higher on the sheet, Alex? Is that a struggle that you've had at all?
0: No, well, I just – I think once you get through the big four running backs, I think uh, – man, do you really want to go to it with a wide receiver of 1.05? Do you, do you really want to think Devontae Adams there or something? I think – I'm I'm more comfortable taking him at 1.06 or 1.07. I mean, Melvin Gordon, there we've, – we've seen that, you know, there isn't anything really new to deal with with Melvin Gordon this year, Right. It's just it it's 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 Melvin Gordon, like he's been it isn't like there's any kind of you know we basically dodged what Justin Jackson seemed like he could have been right he didn't come in and do much of anything to hurt Melvin Gordon's fantasy production. We know that Austin Eckler is still there, right it's like I mean. Melvin Gordon only played, well, he played 12 games last year and he was running back seven on the season.
1: Well, the only reason I ask is you got Aaron Rodgers saying he wants to get Devonte Adams, the ball more than more than ever. And, and, and in a PPR format, I'm just thinking a guy like Adams has been, you know, so good. And, and I mean, even Michael Thomas and Hopkins, and um, there's a creative argument for Odell, that whole, all that whole being an entire group. So maybe that's why they don't get moved up. I know we want Mark uh, Valdez scantling late and, I mean, I think you're right. You tend to just get the running back talent there, and we can we can uh, uh, pillage a lot of this wide receiver mm-hmm. value later. I just it's an interesting discussion point, but i I wouldn't be surprised if you looked elsewhere and saw those guys maybe a little bit higher in in PPR rankings. And I noticed that when I was mocking from those areas, like those were guys I at least was wanted to heavily consider you know, I followed the sheet and was ultimately very, very, very happy with my team. And I, I think the wider receiver value late is what makes that possible. So it just, uh, I think it's an interesting talking point. Let's, Let's move on here. Have,
0: have you been seeing a wide receiver going at 1.05? I see him go at 1.06 all the time, which I'm fine with. Because, like, if you look at the sheet, you can see I'm fine with that. That's the first decision point for a wide receiver, I think, though.
1: I think well, I it was mean, a little later than that, but maybe there was a running back that had fallen, too, that was still right there on the sheet or over one of those receivers. I mean, it, was, it can be very anecdotal. I just – it's 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 – very minor and i, I don't th- i don't think there's an issue or a problem i was just simply an observation i was making there uh especially as it related to to ppr you outlined one of the reasons that we can pursue this strategy is because of a very particular running back tier that's uh, you're able to have in a second third round and beyond and i, I find this to be a, one of the more compelling running back tiers on the entire sheet it's the Damian williams leonard fournette nick chubb marlon mack Tier. I'm just interested in your thoughts in on that tier. How we arrange the value there? How do we value those guys? And uh, is it is it by chance? Which is really interesting coming from you. That somehow we're technically turning out a little low on Nick Chubb.
0: You know, that's not by chance. That's that, Nick. Nick Chubb is going to have Kareem Hunt to deal with come Week Nine of this season. Does that? I mean, do if people are people just forgetting this?
1: Well, I mean one of the questions I was going to ask you later is, I mean, are we – at least on 1.06, I thought we were a little high on LaShawn McCoy and Kareem Hunt. You know, yeah. so that was going to be one thing I was going to kind of ask.
0: High, you high on LaShawn McCoy. I've, we've not gotten LaShawn McCoy on any of these simulations. I mean, I'll, look, LaShawn McCoy, we are getting – I mean, pip, I mean, maybe around – if he's available at pick – if he's available in the 10th or 11th round, may, maybe – you could
1: get him. I just I just yeah, I mean there's some of the running I mean some of the other running backs we'll be getting to. I mean, I think you're right. I mean, he's in a he's in a reasonable spot. I I think I might have gotten him in one stipulation, was just a little surprise. There was, you got, got you got, got LaShawn McCoy, uh,
0: the, huh? Crazy. I've I've never gotten LeSean McCoy. I'll make a note about that. I mean, I don't want any LeSean McCoy. So if
1: I mean if you're getting him I'll I'm not getting him a lot of them, but I just thought and the only reason I even went into this ancillary point was you mentioned Kareem Hunt as a threat to Chubb, and I, I just Hunt and McCoy particularly were the two guys I had noted. I thought that maybe we're a little high on this sheet versus some other guys that I'd rather have, but it could be very ADP related, and we're probably not getting them. So it could just be the construct again, more observation than 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 note there. But I mean, Kareem uh,
0: Kareem Hunt, we're, t- we're too lower than in- than industry consensus for PPR. We are we haven't basically. Or wait, that's for standard. Let me just see what it is for PPR. No, we're exact. Yeah, we're too low. We are two spots lower than him. And I know that the cheat sheet's not rankings, but just for where his ADP would be, you would for the sheet to um, for the sheet to to get you Kareem Hunt, he would have to fall to be a you know a pretty tremendous value at like running back. You know his his ADP is running back thirty five. He'd have to fold to something like running back, basically running back 38 or running back 39. Let me ask you this. Would you rather have Jordan Howard than Kareem Hunt?
1: In PPR, it's unclear, probably. I mean, you know, there's guys I'd like later than any of them, but you're going to tell me it'll break the sheep as ADP. Yeah, so yeah. I won't get into that group yet. We but, can't get the, those guys. But, right. that, that, but I, I think it's fine. I, I think that I think that's fine. So, but let, let me circle back then. So let's talk about the Damian Williams – Leonard Fournette, Nick Chubb, Marlon Mack. Here, tell me how you value those guys. Tell me what you're thinking about Nick Chubb, and then finally, is do you think is Damian Williams a few spots higher on the PPR sheet in that group than we might expect him to be on the standard sheet?
0: Well, I think so, but I mean, let's just look at where I'll just t- let me tell you what the ADPs of these guys are, and then that might help the explanation. Like here, here are the ADPs. Running back 13, as far as our industry consensus here, is Damian Williams. Running back 14 is Leonard Fournette. Running back 15 is Devontae Freeman. Running back 16 is Marlon Mack. Running back 17 is Josh Jacobs. Running back 18 is Aaron Jones. And then we have... Derek Henry this running back 19 carry on, where Johnson. Was, carry on Johnson between all those at, at, at number 19, Derek Henry at number 20. I'm and sorry. where was Chubb? I'm sorry, Alex. Chubb is as far as consensus, I believe he's above all those guys. Yeah. He, as far as consensus, Nick Chubb is just above Damian Williams. And for me, you know, th- this has to do with the fact that uh, look, man, I understand that we get Nick Chubb for the first eight get Nick Chubb and only Nick Chubb for the first eight games of the season. I love Nick Chubb more than anyone. I think probably not more than Matt Waldman. He he had Nick Chubb ranked higher than Fuse you view than Saquon fucking Barkley. Gee whiz! But um, I just think, dude, Damian Williams and Leonard Fournette. If those guys can stay healthy, I'm 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 more interested in those guys for sixteen you know from whatever fifteen games of the fantasy season than I am for. For Nick Chubb, because I feel like it's very simple. Halfway through the season, he could get his touches cut literally in half. I mean, don't you think at that point in time that the the Cleveland Browns could be a team that's possibly headed for a a decent playoff slot? And they say, look, we got Kareem Hunt. We didn't get the you know, John Dorsey's going to say, man, I didn't, I know this guy from KC. I didn't bring him in for no damn reason. You know, we brought the guy in for a reason. Let's keep Nick, you know, let's keep Nick fresh. Let's let's make sure that you know utilize our resources to the best of our ability. Let's get a, the dynamic one-two punch here at the running back position that we were envisioning uh, here at least for a rental with with Kareem Hunt on this one year as he does his um, you know his uh, reclamation tour or whatever you know his his what kind of tour is it is it a reclamation. Uh, what
1: about the idea a, red- of a redemption warhead? tour? What about the idea that Damian Williams is in a bit of a timeshare that you're saying is a concern for Chubb? And then I guess, and then my other question, I guess, so you, what kind you of
0: timeshare though? Barrel and talk. Mac as are we detailed? considering Carlos Hyde as a timeshare? Are we considering th- that a
1: timeshare? I, I think so, maybe just based on the fact that Carlos State-
0: Hyde is on his third team in, the, in like eight months.
1: Right, but Damian Williams has pretty much always been a committee back, and I don't but think that. Looked,
0: but he looked really good to end last season. I know that. I know that we. I know that we've always been a little bit, a little bit lukewarm on Damian Williams, just because he's always been such a trash man favorite. But it's like he's got the size, he's got the speed, he's in that offense. You know, it's going to be an offense that could be. They're going to be without. Um, they're going to be without Tyree Kill for at least part of next season. It's
1: Speaking like, of Patrick Mahomes at, going round two in these simulations, even with the, I would imagine the Tyree Kill thing baked into the people's experts' rankings, et cetera, that are baked in these algorithms over it at, at Fantasy Pros.
0: Did you see what his? Uh, did you see what his? What just what what Damian Williams did last year to end the season?
1: Yeah, he went bananas. Like I am fine find points. that interesting talking points between that between that group. And then it looks like Marlon Mack kind of is the guy that kind of s- shows the tail end of that that group up, up there. And I would imagine I'm a, that space. I'm a big
0: fan of getting Josh Jacobs or Derrick Henry as, as well in that group, man. Like, I think that if, if you start out at the one, two turn and you end up picking at the three, four turn, if you do start out with those two wide receivers, like I'd had in that simulation I ran during the last podcast, you're going to get like two of these guys. And you're gonna like the looks of your team if you get to start out with if you get to start out with Julio Jones and like DeAndre Hopkins or Devonte Adams and Odell Beckham like I did in that one and you turn around and you immediately get Devonte Freeman and Marlon Mack. That's amazing.
1: Yeah, my my drafts have been coming out absolutely monstrous using the ultimate draft cheat sheet over at rosterwatch.com. Alex, let's keep buzzing along here. One of the other observations I've made is that it looks like it's all the Robert Woods, almost a hundred percent exposure to Robert Woods. I certainly love it at its current ADP. And I, I, I believe that it enables this strategy, uh, this propensity to go elite running back a little bit earlier that that move is a, that's a real cog in that move.
0: I've been I've been wondering and just sort of wondering what you think about getting. And I actually did it on the on on the last one about getting Brandon Cooks above Robert Woods. I
1: saw that you did that. I like Robert Woods more in a vacuum, but if it's to kind of diversify our portfolio a little bit and split the hairs by ADP with still much more exposure to. Woods than Cooks, but some exposure to both. I think it's it's totally fine. But if you're going to ask me which of those guys I want, I mean it's Robert Woods all day every do you, day.
0: Do you do 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 you worry at all about the fact that it seems like it seems like Brandon Cooks' role is less dependent on what's going to happen with Cooper Cup when he comes back? That's sort of what I
1: was thinking. No, no. Robert Woods is a very very key player. I, he's just a reliable. I just he's the guy I trust the absolute most, and I'm not counting. I mean. I guess Cooper's going to throw a wrench in every something for everybody. But I just – feel I feel most comfortable with Woods from being at those training camps and from what I saw last year and the way I'm expecting the year to begin. I mean Robert Woods should start the year hot. I mean Cooks I could too to, as well, right? But Woods yeah. is just – I feel like he's the more reliable, especially in PPR on a weekly basis. Robert Woods is a guy I want.
0: I just got but, to thinking about it and I just – I can't – I. I couldn't think of enough reasons to justify getting Robert, having Robert Woods above Brandon Cooks when they're separated by ADP by like
1: four spots, sort of at the very top. I think it's and good. We, it means we're going to get both, and I like that. Right, right. I got Brandon Cooks today when, when Woods was sitting there just following the sheet, and I thought it was a cool way to diversify, and I was perfectly happy. You never heard about having Brandon Cook Cooks in man. year two, yeah. year two with McVay and Goff. Uh, you got to really like it. Uh, you mentioned it earlier. It also looks like we're getting virtually 100% Christian Kirk exposure. Um, also getting lots of Miller time, lots of Anthony Miller I had one little situation where I was able to get both Rashad Penny and Anthony Miller in an area of my draft that I wanted both. I was kind of curious to see if those guys, if we thought Penny, if there was any way that those guys should be a little closer together. But it turned out it worked out. I got Miller first. I got Penny second. I walked Here's, away half. So.
0: Well, our, our, we'll just this is getting inside baseball for a lot of our listeners, but – Maybe they'll understand maybe, – maybe they'll like peeking behind the curtain. Do you want – Byron, I mean, you see who, who's on Anthony Miller's line, right? Lamar Miller. And so I want there to be an out for if, if you've already gotten a bunch of running backs, right? You go, you go heavy running backs to start and you're feeling a little bit weak at wide res, for your wide receiver three. I want there to say, like, I don't want to take Lamar Miller here. I want you to take this guy who I'm pretty sure is going to be there and a guy who I know that we love. Right. And so that's why I put Anthony Miller there on Lamar Miller's line. And it's been it's it's been basically resulting in, yeah, not not 100 percent exposure, but heavy exposure to Anthony Miller. But it's, it's always heavy exposure in like the ninth round which I think is fine. Do you think that that decision point there should be, do, do, do you like Rashad Penny more than, than Lamar
1: Miller? Maybe on the standard sheet, that's something I can reconcile. I think it's fine for this. But the guy I am getting 100% exposure to literally is Christian Kirk, Alex.
0: Yeah, well, and I, I, I love Christian Kirk this, <laughs> this, this year. It's another reason why we can't go, we can't go ham on David Johnson because we're going to be getting a lot of Christian Kirk and a lot of Kyler Murray. We we can't be all in on the on on the on a brand new offense that we we're not entirely sure is going to work. It's just that man, like I've I've been watching that offense, and you know, like I say, man, we we've been watching the daddies and the granddaddies of that offense since we were little kids down here in Texas, man. Like that's a badass offense, like that's a high flying, fun offense to watch. It's fast paced, and these types of receivers that are just like Christian Kirk are the type to thrive in them. And when you have Kyler Murray back there, that's just just an awesome awesome quarterback prospect who who can get the ball out as quickly as Cliff Kingsbury is going to want him to. The the type of target and the type of playmaker that Christian Kirk is shown that he's able to be in the open field with the ball in his hands on these, maybe on these more sort of intermediate routes. He's just, I want, like, I want – I don't want our all, all, all of our hard work and effort to go the, to go scout these players and everything we've known about these players and all the like. Little, we do we have a fucking ton of work, dude. We go and see these dudes live. We take the videos of them. We strap them up with GPS inf- information, like all this bullshit. Like I'm not going to throw it out about Christian Kirk. I'm not going to forget about him just because of the one horrible season last year, tethered to uh, an abomination of a. You know, an abomination of a quarterback and a, just a horrible play caller, or a, a just a horrible head coach. Like Christian Kirk's awesome, man. Um, well, I, I, I definitely not noticed so forget
1: it. I definitely noticed that across the board we're getting a, at least some exposure to a bunch of the second year guys that we uh, really like and spend a lot of time scouting and are very familiar with. So I certainly like that construct of the sheet and Christian Kirk, Anthony Miller, right at the top of that. heap. let and me ask, here's
0: the thing do, at that point in the draft, do you really want to, t- do you really want to take Philip Lindsay or like, t- I mean, David Montgomery and maybe Tariq Cohen, you know, I, I feel like if Tariq Cohen falls that, like that's, pr- that's, it's a pretty it's an interesting choice, right? To Tariq Cohen versus Christian Kirk.
1: If you've rumblings, to rumblings coming out today about Tariq Cohen, that he doesn't really expect his role to change from last year. And I mentioned, that's a guy that uh, I, it's been some close calls where I've been close to being able to get him in simulation. So I think he's obtainable or will be obtainable with, with this news, uh, rolling in, I, I, in PPR, I think Cohen is a fine play, but you're not going out of your way and you know, in a, a fairly unclear running back. I mean, I have some interest in the bears running backs.
0: Yeah, well, I think so, too. And if you're getting Tariq Cohen as, your, as, the, as your, kind of your main running back on your bench, I think that that's fine. I think that we're not counting on Christian Kirk to be anything more than a wide receiver three for us or, you know, at the very worst case scenario, our wide receiver two in a draft that's gone extremely elite running back heavy through the first you know, four to five rounds.
1: Alex, let me ask you. It looks like we may have fairly high exposure to Melvin Gordon and Joe Mixon. But it also looks like we have, may have fairly high exposure to Keenan Allen and A.J. Green, which maybe a little more often than I'd like to see. I've been running into a situation where sometimes I'm getting doubled up on those guys from the same teams. Have you run into that? How do we plan on yeah. reconciling that? Is that going to just work itself out over time as ADPs continue to just – I mean let's be honest. ADPs are wildly variant right now, and they're going to still continue to change. But that is a little bit of a kink that like you say, sometimes you can't help it. You got to take the best players and it's at positions and needs and just live life. And you make, you're going to make moves through the season, but it's certainly not ideal. And what the problem is, is that there's a real, you know, you can't just look on the sheet and say who's the next guy up after Allen or green, because it feels like there's a real drop off there. And you're at that point, you've either already got Gordon or Mixon on the roster, if not both.
0: Well no it's it's a good point. It's like I've been struggling with I wouldn't say struggling. I feel like I've I've with every update of the sheet I've I've tried to do something to mitigate not so much the chargers issue because I haven't been getting I haven't been getting as as, as ever since I moved TY Hilton above Keenan Allen I have not been getting as much Melvin Gordon Keenan Allen combos even if I got that where they would have to fall I I I think I would be okay with it because that would mean I would that would mean that I got Melvin Gordon and in the second round I got something like a James Conner or a Damian Williams or a Dalvin Cook and then in the early third I would be getting Keenan Allen right and so I don't necessarily mind that is it optimal no and for me that hasn't been happening very often the thing that was happening more often than I would have liked was Mixon and AJ Green because we're we're pretty we're pretty high versus consensus on Joe Mixon and I think that by the time redraft
1: as s- we should be
0: start in earnest like we're not going to be high on him any anymore but right now like we're gonna we're, we're gonna profit while we can and so with I, I've been I've been look. This is another, this is inside baseball stuff. But like, if we just look at the structure of the sheet, if you look at where the sort of running backs end, where we get to Devontae Freeman, right? I I thought if if I could get A.J. Green by virtue of getting um, Adam Thielen and Amari Cooper over him in version 1.7, I could get A.J. Green down here to this sort of running back tier where it's more of the Derrick Henrys, the Todd Gurley, if he somehow manages to fall. To that area of like more like late third, um, early fourth type of, type of area. Um, that's where you would be able to take AJ Green and just hope that if, if a situation like that does occur, where he falls to this extreme, where I feel like it's basically extreme value where I have him slotted right now. I mean, I have AJ Green right now slotted basically as the value of a high end wide receiver, too, right? So if he falls to you as your high end wide receiver 2 and you just so happen to have Joe Mixon as your running back 2 I'm not I'm not sure that that's that big a problem and it's one that we'll be able to deal with through through trades or you know other things like that during the course of the season when these people use our tools like the trade cast or the you know stuff like that so giving up that kind of value. But it's like you said, after A.J. Green, I've pushed him basically down as far as I can in this tier. I mean, who else could I get above? Brandon Cooks, Robert. I can't get either of those guys above A.J. Green, can I? Can I get Stephon Diggs above him?
1: Um, It's a – I'm wondering, is there a way to – Patrick they're, Mahomes probably already gone at that point. I'm not sure you can move a tight end up that high as another safety valve there. That's a It's just a, it's a tough situation I'm, because they're all guys that represent value, and that's the primary thing we've got to be mining for right now is value. Uh, but it's just a tough situation when you end up doubled up like that, especially especially in the Bengals' offense, right? I know. I
0: mean, no, it, here's the thing, man. I'm am what I'm what I'm really hoping, and the simulations that I've run for 1.7. I haven't got I haven't gotten the Joe Mixon deal this time. The 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 way that you get that is if you pick at 10, right? If you pick at 10, you get you know, David Johnson falls or like you get Le'Veon Bell, and then on the turn, you get Joe Mixon, and then sometimes it could occur to where you could get AJ Green with your pick, your late third round pick, right? The way that I've adjusted it now is that you're going to have to The only way you're going to be able to get A.J. Green if you start out with just a regular draft where you get Joe Mixon is if A.J. Green now not only falls to your pick at like 3.10, but in fact falls to your pick at 4.02. Okay,
1: that makes a a lot of sense. Let me ask you while we're talking Keenan Allen here. uh, Is there any consideration at all for getting his teammate? Mike Williams up a few spots and and then as an adjunct to that there's a large tier of wide receivers above him that or 4.03
0: as, a, as I'm as I'm looking at this I'm am I'm, I'm sorry but yeah what now so there's about Keenan Allen there's a large tier Yeah of
1: wide yeah is there any, no I was saying with uh, since we're talking about Keenan Allen it raises the other uh, another question I had here is there any consideration for getting his teammate Mike Williams Up a few young breakout player had a strong finish to the season, getting him up a few spots. And then, what do you make? There's like a mile long tier of wide receivers right above Mike Williams with some very kind of polarizing and you know uh, uh, kind of um, puzzling wide receiver prospects. But certainly with a lot of upside above. What do you make of that general tier from maybe Watkins all the way down to Mike Williams and? does Williams have any upward mobility?
0: Do you like Mike Williams this year? I mean, I, I, I don't, I guess I don't really hate Mike Williams this year. I just think I mean, with, I Hunter, with Hunter Henry coming back, it's just, I mean, if, if, if we want to get Mike Williams, you, man, you have to take him over Alshon Jeffrey and Alan Robinson. Like you have to take him way, way up high. And so where you see him listed right now is not necessarily the fact of like, that's where I love him. You know, I, would I like to get him up a little higher? Yeah, I would. But if I got him up a little bit higher. You're just saying we're not, I, anyways, we're, so we're not
1: getting him anyways. So, you're but, so are not getting him anyways. You're burying him a little bit to there get these the other guys, guys
0: There are these guys who I would rather, there are these guys who I would rather, you know. I would, Fair enough. Our, In terms of pure have ranking. A chance to get the, they have a chance to get the DJ Moores and the Tyler Boyds and the Allen Robinsons and the Alshons and the Ridleys. And the Marvin Joneses and the Will Fullers and these types, the, there was never a chance to get Mike Williams. I don't, va- I mean, I can't take Mike Williams before I take a running back like Mark Ingram. You know what I mean? Like that's just, it's not gonna, that's not gonna happen. I'm not gonna take him before, before I could take a Tyler Lockett or a DJ Moore. You know, it's it's not an Allen Robinson who's turning 26 this year. He's like. You know, his first year healthy now. With, I, mean, I think we second- should
1: remember that Telesco's got him slated for about 75 receptions. And I'm sure there will be regression on red zone targets. But I think, I think you could say seven to ten touchdowns is pretty reasonable for Mike Williams. So if you get a 75 catch, eight or nine touchdown guy, I mean, I think it's a decent probably like – wide receiver three in PPR. No,
0: so, I mean, what, what you're talking about is more like a wide receiver two, I would say. But look, man, I mean, Hunter Henry's coming back. I love Hunter Henry. We're getting a decent amount of Hunter Henry when he falls in value. I think that, you, you know, I mean,
1: I... I mean, does Tyler Lockett really have the volume, you know, up of almost a round earlier? Does he really gonna have the... I mean, I like Tyler Lockett, but is he he's the guy that people talk about for aggression... All the, all the time. You know, well, Sammy Watkins of the world, I certainly... Tyler
0: Lock, they don't talk about Tyler Lockett. I mean, as far as a uh, regression about his efficiency,
1: yeah, but well, the volume touchdown should fresh, make up. I mean, he can't score all those. I mean, people don't think he can well, score all no, touchdowns. Well, but,
0: but, but but there's no Doug Baldwin this year.
1: Yeah, but so, people still don't think Tyler Lockett can score touchdowns at, at the clip that he did last well, year. No,
0: no, but well, nobody can ever score touchdowns on the, on, on the clip that he had last year per pass attempt. Right. Per per the t- per 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 reception. There's no way. But there there should be a bump up in receptions. I mean, what's this going to be? It's going to be. He's I mean, been a fifth outside. reception
1: guy, though, you know, so that's the only thing that's that's I mean, that's the only thing you look at a 50, 60 reception guy. maybe it'll go up. Maybe it'll go up. Right. Yeah, but, yeah about-
0: I mean, but to just I mean, just even even last year, he was a, he was a high end. He was a high end wide receiver too. I get there's going to be touchdown regression. He's not going to score what, what he scored nine, ten touchdowns last year. Yeah, ten, 10, 10 touchdowns, 10, ten touchdowns on fifty seven receptions. So yeah, like that's not going to happen again. But the 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 the, the volume without Doug Baldwin – I mean, you forget Doug Baldwin last year. He it seemed like he was out of there, man. But he st- Doug Baldwin caught fifty balls for five touchdowns last year. Seventy three targets. Like there's, there's, there's action opening up. The slot is where they've moved him. It's where he's been through all the camp. We know that that's where Russell Wilson loves to go. He, we know that Russell Wilson loves to place his trust in his own guys. That's how it was with Doug Baldwin. It's how it could be with Tyler. Well,
1: Barkin. this is a construct surrounding ADP too. They're all good players. They just have to be had at different junctures. I mean, as I look at the tier, I mean, Allen Robinson, Alshon guys that can continue to be interested in, I think Jarvis, we kind of know who he is, but he stays interesting here as does ridley i love that we're getting a decent amount of robbie anderson right now i mean he's a guy i'd like to continue getting but you just wonder how much actual upward mobility he has with around six adp at this point point. and you know i love that we i see i love seeing sutton and pettis and other second year guys kind of in this tier that we really like that we're maybe having a crack at i've seen a little more chance to get sutton than i have pettis In drafts. But I I guess, what do you think about Will Fuller, Marvin Jones, and Nikhil Harry? I mean, I look at those guys pretty closely clustered to a Mike Williams or maybe even a Cortland Sutton or Pettis there. And I start to say, maybe, you know, maybe, or even even your guy Christian Kirk. I might like all those guys over a Will Fuller. But what about a Marvin Jones who disappointed us so much last year? Is he just in for a big rebound? Nikhil Harry, can we trust him with these Josh Gordon videos floating around right now? Do you think
0: that. uh (laughs) <laughs> uh yeah, that well that's a whole different that's that, that that that's a whole different uh topic for sure. Were you that were you that disappointed last year by Marvin Jones?
1: Very. I mean, he was obviously very injured, but it was a terrible fantasy season for Marvin Jones and all his owners. And of course, you would expect him to kind of bounce back. He only played in nine he
0: he he only played in nine games, but I mean it was – I mean, he, was, he played nine games and – I owned
1: him. It was a horrible fantasy scene. And some of that is versus expectations. I get Ginger. He, he was. He,
0: well, yeah, but I mean, I just I, – I, I look at his points per game at PPR. He averaged 12.6 points per game at PPR as far as just – as far as his, you know. I mean, he was a back-end you – know, he's a front-end wide receiver three.
1: He was a really bad own last year. But, yeah, I get it. I, we love Marvin Jones, and I could see a rebound. I mean, I could see getting this year what we thought we should have got last year, especially with Golden Tate out of the way the whole way. And Marvin Jones the a guy I really liked last year, and that may be dictated by ADP. I mean, I see that we're probably likely to get more Kiki Kuti a little later than Will Fuller earlier you know but that's another guy I'm not sure what I really expect for him and I say man maybe I trust somebody like a Mike Williams a whole lot more than that but that could all be ADP related and I just think it's a very fun and interesting tier of wide receivers to talk about as you move a little bit below those guys Alex one thing I noticed is you told me for a while that you're very uh, bullish on Latavius Murray this year and his role with the Saints so I was looking to get I thought I was going to get him a few times as a handcuff to yeah, my to my Alvin Kamara and, and what I realized is I'm being forced to take Devin Funches and DeSean Jackson over 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 him repeatedly and I was just wondering is that a bit of an odd group of wide receivers to have such high exposure to not
0: de- not not de- Deshaun Jackson over Latavius at this point, not on one point seven, but okay, that must have been one point. Devin, Devin Funches. I need to get Latavius. Yeah, I'll get. Here's 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 what happened with that move from getting a bunch of Latavius to getting not very much of it. Is realizing that at least right now, and this won't happen in industry drafts, and it might not happen by the time redraft season really starts in earnest, as more industry analysts begin to do the shit we've been doing since February. <laughs> but I I see an opportunity to, be, to get like a fairly decent grip of Daryl Henderson. And to me, that seemed maybe a little bit more appealing than a significant grip of Latavius Murray. And to make that happen, I had to move Murray where he is and Henderson where he is. With that being said.
1: Well, Henderson's I, got a lot of Alvin Kamara to him. So, I mean, he could turn into something really spelled how about this right I'll just, off I bat. mean how
0: about this I'll just right now I'll just I mean I'll make this I'll just do this right now and so when I do version 1.8 I think you're right about to give us an out in case you don't want funchus we can. Do this. I think I'm a
1: little more on the trash man side of things, but we're not quite as bullish as you are on Funches. Although I go. see, the, I see the rationale. I see the rationale for a guy you can, can get at the very the end. Of these, guy
0: you can get at the very end of these drafts. He's going to be the number two, in, in, in Indy, he's
1: going to be the number two. I mean, but Trashman would argue that the tight ends can be the number two. I would argue so. Paris Campbell is definitely the second most talented wide receiver on the roster.
0: I mean, I get it. I get that. I, I'm not going to argue that Devin Funches is more talented Knife than game. But hey, hey, hey!
1: Some, do, some remember
0: though, target. we had we had good scouting evaluations on Devin Funches. He he was a guy that we really liked coming out, and he's had flashes where he's been really good. And Andrew Luck is really good. This is a good offense. I don't think that Paris Campbell automatically comes in and becomes the number two, despite what they've been saying out of minicamp that he's looked like the best player on the field.
1: Well, cetera, why would we not listen to that? Just because it's minicamp and it doesn't count for a rookie? Fucking,
0: I mean, if we're gonna listen to this, let's fucking make sure we get a you know Byron Pringle on every team. Let's just turn it into complete trash, man.
1: Well, look, I mean, I again, I see your rationale, and there's there's plenty to be interested about Funches. I my opinion is. I'm just, I, I, from what I can tell, the trash man and I aren't quite as bullish on him as you are. But I, I certainly see it. And I think as ADPs equalize on some of these guys that I'd rather have later that are just too cheap right now, it'll force our hand on that. Let's just get into them right now, Alex. Well, look,
0: about- let me also say this you'll see where Kyler is placed on, on, on that sheet, and that's done very strategically. To where if you don't like Devin Funches there in the 12th round, you can take Kyler.
1: I love getting Kyler Murray, man. I think it's a it's a once in a once in a kind of generation rookie fantasy quarterback situation. So let me talk about one of my favorite running back tiers that it's actually one of those tiers later that I'm very, very interested in, Alex. It's the Jalen Samuels, Deontay Foreman, Kalen Bellage, Ito Smith tier, a tier that I wonder if we should add Royce Freeman to. So my question was how do we order that group? And then, and you know, I wasn't totally with some of the wide receivers thrilled with some of the wide receivers above them. Although I think that was a construct of ADP and I was still having the chance to get Belage late, but as it pertains to Belage, like I just, I know I've made my case a bunch, but I'm going to stay on it here. I mean, I think Kalen Belage is very clearly in a situation to be the type of player we've seen out of Kevin Coleman the last few years in Atlanta. And He's actually got way, a way better shot at becoming the one A in Miami than Tevin ever did to become a one A in Atlanta. And so the case I'm making is that at current ADP, I want 100% exposure to Kalen Balaj, which is basically at the end of the draft for free. In my opinion, though, if I know I'm getting a Tevin Coleman plus type player anywhere in the double digit rounds. 10 and beyond, even if ADP continues to rise, that's a player that I'm personally going to still keep the foot all the way down on the gas pedal.
0: And so are you, are you talking about Jalen Samuel? Who are you talking well, about? So I'm just
1: talking about that tier Samuels, Foreman, Balazs, Ito Smith, possibly Royce Freeman. Your thoughts on those guys. And, what they, and, what and they, what generally, what, I like the Tevin guys. Coleman talk is what
0: best me up. What was it about? Tevin Coleman?
1: That Kalen Bilodeau is slated for a okay, teb- okay, I, I or better or 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 better role this year. It's very it's clear as fucking day, and so well, we get Kalen Bilodeau in every draft. Yeah, I get it, and we're getting all those guys. What I'm saying is kind of in a vacuum. That tier of running backs I like better than a lot of the wide receivers above them on the sheet. That's a construct of ADP right now. I see that's probably going to equalize, and there's going to be some upward pressure. On I that see. All right, no, no, no. I see what As you mean. Go. So you're
0: saying you're saying where we get to like the Robert Fosters and the Golden Tates and Te- like these guys. You're saying. I mean, I could, I could, so. I, can, I can saying, move those getting, guys.
1: I'm not getting the Samuels or the Foremans or anybody. I am getting the Belas, but I just think that whole tier you're is not getting
0: Jalen Samuels. No, no, no. Well, that means that probably his ADP could be shifting. I'm still getting a ton of Jalen Samuels.
1: Not getting not getting Jalen Samuels. He's going he's going or Balaj seems to be kind of going the last of, of, of those guys there. But then, you know, like you know me, like I said, I even like Ito and I know Royce Freeman, a guy much further down the sheet. I think Royce could even sneak into the back end of that little group of running backs there as a possible sneaky. I'll
0: get uh, Royce Freeman in there. Do you know as I'm looking at it now, I, I need to get Damian Harris in there too. Like I think both those guys are guys we get up there with the Justice Hills. Jalen Samuels, Deontay Foreman, Kalen Balazs,
1: etc. I just think that whole group in a vacuum is very enticing relative to where they're at, and they've got all that entire group of running backs still has quite a bit of upward mobility on the sheet where they'll still maintain their value, in my opinion. So maybe it's just a group to watch. I think it's a group that's interesting to parse through and you know, figure out, um, you know, who, who you like the most. But Jalen Samuels, Deontay Foreman, Kalen Balazs, Ido Smith, Royce Freeman, all second-year running backs that can be had for free late that I've got a very, very close eye on. And for me personally, it's Kalen Balazs that I, I value and covet the most. I want 100% exposure on him, Alex, as long as he stays anywhere in the uh, double-digit ADP. The
0: 2019 Roster Watch Cheat
1: Sheet is available now at rosterwatch.com.
0: The revolutionary cheat sheet to change fantasy football forever is back, only at RosterWatch.com. Winning fantasy football players don't use outdated magazines or expensive draft software that's impossible to navigate. The RosterWatch Cheat Sheet. All you have to do is follow the three simple rules. That's it. Three rules. Guys, it couldn't be easier. The RosterWatch Cheat Sheet. An expert quality draft is guaranteed. It's magical, it's mystical, it's mythical. The rosterwatch cheat sheet only at rosterwatch.com. All right, so let's let's just do one quick uh, let's just do one quick simulation here using version 1.7 of the sheet even though by the time you guys hear this I'll probably will have dicked around with some of these suggestions and gone to version 1.8. Looks like this thing is going to be a 12 team. Uh, let's just see and get back to it. Uh, 12-team PPR draft, uh, one quarterback, two running backs. We'll do it Byron style with two wide receivers, one tight end, and two flex with seven bench spots. Drafting against the average draft position at uh, Fantasy Football Calculator mock drafts, myfantasyleague.com, early drafts at Fantrax and RT Sports, as well as the experts at Fantasy Pros. Again, 12-team PPR league. Byron, which spot do you want me to pick from here?
1: Well, let's go to that decision point. That's that Melvin Gordon, David Johnson decision point. So, it was like pick five or six? Five. Probably five. Yeah,
0: five. Okay. Um, well, it's gonna be Mel- it's gonna be Melvin Gordon, I think. Oh no! Look! Look at this. Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara fell. Gotta love that. <laughs> okay, so Alvin Kamara pick one. It looks like somebody jumped up to take David Johnson at one point two, which could happen. Um, Okay, at 2.8. So we start out with Alvin Kamara and then Antonio Brown. We'll see here at uh, our third pick at 3.5 who falls. And we get Leonard Fournette. So Leonard Fournette, Alvin Kamara, Antonio Brown. I love that start. Oh, God. That's an all-star crew, man. It's almost like we can't go wrong. It's all first rounders. Now I think we have a decision to make between – no, we don't. It looks like we have – Um. looks like it's going to be Derek Henry here with the third pick. Let's see who we have. I'm sorry, the pick 4.08. Here at 5.5, Byron, we're going to see if the sheet pulls us through because it has us going running back heavy to start. Josh Jacobs falls all the way to 5.5. So we'll be taking him there. Uh, Let's see. uh, The sheet... Knows that we are going to be taking him there, and so we could. T- but we continue running back heavy. I'm beginning to sweat a little bit. Byron, will the sheet come through with a balanced what? roster? Mark usually picks six point eight at pick six. At pick seven point five, of course, Christian Kirk is going to be available. I think this is where the run of wide receivers begins to sort of come into play for us. Um, tight end Jared Cook he falls to eight point eight. So now we have our basically our full roster completely filled out. Well, I'm glad
1: you got him because I noticed that's a guy that we're getting solid exposure to and I'm pretty happy about it.
0: Anthony Miller here at pick 9.5. So yeah, a guy that we are getting a getting a whole lot of exposure to. He'll be our first wide receiver there on the bench. We just talked about him earlier, Devin Funches, but at pick 10.8, I think it makes sense here um, the the one on wide receivers continues. It looks like Marquez Valdez-Scantling is going to be the number two in Green Bay, and we can get him now between the 11th and the 12th round. I think we're going to take that every time. Dante Moncrief looking like the number two there in Pittsburgh, even though we haven't traditionally liked him. The cheat sheet is letting us know that we started out heavy on running backs. It is filling up on wide receivers here to high upside. the rest of the draft. High, high upside, upside wide receivers. receivers um Cam Newton fell to pick 13.5. I rarely Holy get Cam cow. Newton. Yeah, so we'll Holy get him. Cow. We'll get him as our uh quarterback here and then for the final pick in this draft, of course, uh well, we 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 we, we could take Trey Smith, but I think that Byron's going to want us to take Kalen Bellage. So Here it is, uh, that team that we just drafted that I got so scared of starting out running back heavy. When I see it at the very end, what I did was I trusted the cheat sheet. I trusted the process. I did not bastardize the sheet by breaking the rules. And this is what happens. Quarterback is Cam Newton. Guys, this is a 12-team league, okay? The quarterback is Cam Newton. The running backs are Alvin Kamara, Leonard Fournette, Derrick Henry, Josh Jacobs, Mark Ingram, and Kalen Balazs. The wide receivers are Antonio Brown. Christian Kirk, Anthony Miller, Devin Funches, Marquez Valdez Scantling, and Dante Moncrief. The tight end is Jared Cook. I just I would take that team and go to battle right this
1: instant. Oh my God, Alex, you have me feeling absolutely maniacal. Any chance you have do you have a screenshot of that second of that latest draft I sent you earlier today by any chance?
0: The screenshot of it? I think so. Yeah. Let me let me re- that read That was an name. absolute epic.
1: Epic yeah. mega throbber. Let's see that one. Was, that was from the 12 spot just this morning. Same format version 1.7 PPR ultimate draft cheat sheet rosterwatch.com.
0: No breaking the rules. No bastardizing this cheat sheet. Uh, the uh, quarterback on that one is Kyler Murray. The running backs were Joe Mixon, Devontae Freeman, Mark Ingram, Darius Geis, and Kalen Bellage. The wide receivers were Julio Jones. Brandon Cooks, Robbie Anderson, Cortland Sutton, Anthony Miller, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and Trey smith The tight end was Jared Cook. Guys, you can go to battle with every single one of these teams that the cheat sheet cranks out because it is a sheet of paper that is absolutely epic. It's magical. It is mystical. It is mythical. This sheet of paper is quite literally made of magic. All right, we can probably end it
1: like that. Yeah, that's a great pod, man
0: all right well I'll, I'll look over some of those changes and probably make a few of them i'll get some of those guys up a little bit over those shitty wide receivers at the very end but i think devin Fu- uh, you guys are gonna you have to, you should, i can't believe i like this fucking shithead devin Funches more than you idiots man i, I, I you
1: hope man. you are you still recording you should hang on to that bit of audio right there man, i can't believe i like devin more than you <laughs> <laughs>